Welcome to Rethink Retail, the show where we dive into the stories and strategies behind some of the most successful brands on the planet. From brick and mortar giants to e-commerce disruptors, we uncover the secrets to their success and deliver the keys to true retail transformation. So ask yourself, are you ready to rethink retail? The future of retail starts now. Welcome to the Rethink Retail podcast. With me today is Hani Butla, CTO and CIO of Adorama. Hani, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. We're in a really cool space. And before we kick off, I'd love to just announce where we are. We are at 42nd West 18th Street. We're actually at the store. And there's a very cool event space here that Adorama has set up. So if you're in the area, please check it out. Otherwise, make sure you come down and take a look. Yeah, it's a great space. I mean, it's, uh, it's the space itself is part of who we are, right? So yeah, that's why we, yeah. we like think, folks uh, coming down here. Yeah. A lot about the community, the space we're going to get into. But before, I want to kick it off a little bit about you and your past, honey. So you grew up in Singapore, yep. came to NYU Stern. Was it at that point you fell in love with the city and you kind of said, this is my passion. I'm going to be on the technology side of media, technology, and, and, and consumer and retail? Well, I was already in love with the city before I showed up here. Just coming here confirmed my, my, my beliefs of why I wanted to be here. So, yeah, I mean, it's a great city. It's the energy of this place has always been exceptional and remarkable. I came here in the early 90s, so I made it my home going to where we, we, we both went to NYU at Stern. So you, you get the feeling of the energy being down in the village and then the rest of the city is your playground. You know, when you're in the, one of the greatest places for technology and media and, and pretty much every other industry finance, right? It's just natural to want to be here and feel, be part of that energy. So that's what made me stay here and been here ever since. And then you went and worked for some pretty large media and telecom companies in Verizon, Comcast, yep. Ericsson. And that kind of, can you tell me how working there maybe helped you in your current role as C CTO and CIO for a privately owned company? Sure. So most people know these companies as telecom, cable. I was lucky and fortunate enough to be part of the more newer startups that they were doing within these companies. So a heavy focus on streaming media during my time at Verizon ended up building out the originally the Verizon Fios product. And then after that, a global CDN that today powers pretty much most of what we stream online. Same with Comcast, built the X1 product. And then also that was heavily into IP streaming. So a lot of great technology there. And then you know, I would say my last stint at Ericsson was actually at our startup that Ericsson acquired, but that was like edge computing, deep tech, right? So, but what threaded them all together was these are all experiences where I learned about doing things at scale, leveraging technology, but with a real strong eye to use cases that were about unlocking the possibilities for the future and giving, laying the groundwork for what would make things more accessible to consumers, to creators, to to media companies, right? So a lot of that works. And now if I think take all of that and come to somewhere like Adorama, it's simple, right? This is a company that I myself was a customer of for 13 years before I walked in as an employee. I like to think I'm a casual creator myself. Had some time in the creative world making documentaries and commercials way, way back. But here, it's the same thing, right? It's all those skills I learned, the ability to work with a diverse team, the ability to take in the needs of the end user and the customer and translating that into beautiful product and experiences. And, and, and what's nice about Adorama and why I picked this place is 
it's it, this this whole company is dedicated to serving the community of creators. And so everything we do, whether it's our store here or our online properties, they're all really just about unlocking that all of the possibilities for these creators, right? We educate, we empower, and then we equip them with the right gear um, so that they can take their game to the next level. And we're just their partners, right? In the in in that journey. So that's that's kind of how it goes from Verizon to Adorama. Being on the community side of Rethink Retail, I have already a bias towards community. And I've heard you say community now, I think, six times. I was trying to count it in that answer, but I love the fact... You turn and make yeah. a drinking game out of it. Yeah, right? yeah. so I, I love that, how you guys engage the professionals, the creators. I think you said creators a few times, even yep. the brands. Yeah. And, you know, given our listeners are... A lot of them are retailers, strategists, technologists. I would love if you can just tell them, give them a little bit of insight how a single standing brick and mortar has built such a strong brand presence, such a loyal following, and it fights off the behemoths of the retailers that you read about, the Amazons, the Best Buys, who have this strong, you know, incumbent and yeah. balance sheet and, you know, and but maybe touch upon some of the strategies you're employing with these communities, like this event space. What else tips and tricks can you give some of our listeners? So, I mean, yes, Adorama is the single store, but we are 95% e-commerce. But the company's been around for almost 50 years. 20, next year is 50 for us, so that's going to be a big, big event moment for us. We've been in this, in New York City, right? We are a New York company, but we cater to creators all across America and globally even. I mean, I think the furthest we have someone's bought from us, I know is Australia or something. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, our strategy is simple. It's been the same since day one when this company started. And actually, I have a, I have a story I like to tell sometimes. I have the, when I first joined the company, I, had, I saw the first picture of the Adorama store from the 1970s. It was the store on 34th Street. Yeah. And when I saw that picture, that picture really spoke to me because it was just this small store, right, on 34th Street. And I imagine what the experience was back in the day, right? How is a company that started out in the 70s still around when at one point New York used to have like hundreds of stores for mm -hmm. camera and photography and all. And I remember them. Times Square was full of them, actually. Every corner, yeah. Every corner. Yeah. Um, but the thing was interesting was when I went in and I saw that picture, it, it in my mind brought this image and I can talk to it. it. It was about how when someone who walked into that store back in the day the guy behind the counter at Adorama knew who they were, knew what their preference for their brand or camera, or for camera or lens or whatever was, was able to was probably able to talk about their family or or their interests or whatever, and then you know they had a relationship. It was it was a place where people kept coming back to because Adorama got them, they knew them, they offered them the right deals. And if you take that in the modern sense of what we've been trying to build online and in the modern retail, right? Today, those buzzwords are personalization. It's about data, right? It's about really knowing what your customer wants and, and offering them the right product at the right time, engaging them with the right content. And, and Adorama's strength is in those things. We are, we are a community of creators. We cater to a community of creators, but what makes us great at it is because we ourselves are creators, right? Yeah. So many of the folks in the company are, uh, you know, active creators who have great audiences themselves, followers. They put out some quality content day in and day out. You know, I, I wouldn't say it's a requirement to work here, but we all are passionate about something. I myself, I'm 
passionate about drone photography, right? Something I got into just randomly. But that's who we are. So all that love for what we do comes through in our work. It comes through on the experience in our web, in our store, in the event space that we have where we bring the community together. So that's kind of at the core. But that's, there's no secret sauce. It's just we do the things we do really well. But more importantly, it's that added value. You said, right, how do you compete against the best buys and all those? And the way we do it is we're authentic. We are, we are there to serve people who are just like us. And they get us and we get them. Yeah. Well, we're, we, you planted a few seeds. You mentioned documentaries and then drones. We're going to come into your personal journey a little bit later, but I want to focus still on Anorama here. So you talked about hyper-personalization, and that's been a big topic, right? I mean, yeah. You can't talk about any, or any, have any other retail conversation without using the five, five buzzing letters, right? Gen AI, right? So talk about some of the investments. Are, are, and, and we just saw this week, we saw the divergence of two big tech companies, Alphabet and Microsoft. Okay. One went one way, the other went the opposite direction. And a lot of it had to do with their investments in AI and how the market reacted to it. How does a small company, again, like you, compete with investments in AI from some of the other big companies? Like, where are you betting as the CTO, as the head of innovation, head of technology? Yeah, I mean, great question. So I could tell you, this is not some trade secret, uh, we work with both Microsoft and Google Cloud. So, And as a company, we ourselves have, one of the things that has always made us uh, stand apart is we are all about being at the cutting edge of technology because we find that it it gives us a competitive edge. Now, the thing is that edge may not last very long because the rest of the industry catches up. But we do like to build new experiences and, and technology has always played a huge role in this company. I mean, I can quote back to when I first joined, I found out that the founder of this organization made his first investment in technology in the late 70s when wow. he bought his first IBM mainframe or something. <laughs> I mean, it's literally in the DNA of this company to, to have technology play a role in the operations of this business. Now, with going to Gen AI, I can tell you we're big believers in it and AI in general. I mean, before Gen AI blew up, we were already investing heavily in the old school AI, right? Predictive <laughs> AI and all yeah. that good stuff. Actually, this year we have our new used experience launching that is all about predictive AI driving um, a, a much superior used trade experience. We have a physical counter back there, but now try to convert that to an online experience where people are trying to, you know, get the right quote so they can either upgrade their camera or trade it in completely, right? Or whatever, they don't want it anymore. And, and just to make that experience better, we felt AI would play a huge role in it because we want to move away from the, the uncertainty comes with human solicitors and replace it with AI that can actually give the most fairest code, really drive more business and exponentially grow it because, you know, you can only scale human beings so much when it comes to trade-ins and all. So that's an example. On the Gen AI side, which I'm a huge, huge believer in, we've actually been dabbling quite a bit. I think to explain Microsoft's results this, this, this last quarter, I think a lot of folks really went in because they had made accessing OpenAI's LLM so easy and accessible in Azure. I think Google Cloud is catching up. I, I've had the pleasure of playing around with some of their, um, with their Palm 2 and Vertex AI instances, and I'm actually quite excited about the Gemini stuff that they're promising. But the thing is, both these companies and anybody else in this space, right, they are really making the tools available to companies like us. So when you say the big companies, how do you compete? That's the beauty about technology, right? It's the great leveler. It, it makes it so much more accessible for all of us to do it because it's like Lego building blocks. We can now build these amazing experiences, leverage all this stuff. You don't need to be a multi-billion dollar organization to now dabble in AI or build something off of Gen AI. 
the tools that these great tech companies are providing make it very accessible for folks like us who just have the imagination to want to do something, and then we do it. I mean, I myself and my team have been really looking at the idea of how do you take this to a new kind of retail experience, and I think the greatest area of opportunity we see for our for us and our customers is we want to leverage all the knowledge we have today. So if you think of an LLM that's trained on the open web, well, guess what? You take that LLM and, and you educate it with the content we create day in and day out, the blog articles, the YouTube videos, and, and you really make your own version of a, an expert in photography or the, the categories we deal in. And then we make that accessible to our customers and our community. And suddenly they, it'll elevate their game. They'll love us more because now we're suddenly t giving them the ability to really learn faster. I mean, they could do a thousand Google searches, but instead we just make it accessible right there on our site to go explore and learn and, and both pre-purchase and post-purchase and, and then think, extend that out to customer service and product experts. And then the use cases just keep coming up, right? So you're only limited by your imagination. Yep. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The advances in subscription and as a service within technology and innovation have really leveled the playing field. Yeah. So I, I like to hear that because you know what? There are only a handful of big tech, right? Or big, big retailers. And then get, this gives us everyone the opportunity to compete, which is what we love. Now, you mentioned a lot of different innovations and, and talked a little about omni-channel when you said, or omni-experience mm -hmm. when you talked about your used customers. What are some of the other non-AI, what are the other some other tech solutions that you're excited about or particularly looking to implement or maybe have implemented within the last year or so? I mean, look, yeah. we are, I think our two greatest investments in the last three, four years have been around data. All things data, right? And and it, because it's the it's 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 the raw ingredient that lets you do so much more. So we just touched on personalization or hyper personalization. Adoram has leaned heavily into that, right? We we try again, same thing. We really want to know our customers. And and remember, Adoram is not just one company. Actually, we're a collection of six. Yes. And so we have been in the last few years. We've been slowly trying to bring all those together so that we know a customer of Adorama is the same as a customer for scuba.com, which is another brand of ours, right? So we, being able to have all that quality first-party data on our customers across all of our different experiences and, and stores, we, we've been building, bring, building on that. And, and in the world of where we all talk about the cookie-less world and all this stuff, we, you know, first-party data is the goldmine. We've, we've been investing heavily in gathering it and then and monetizing it, right? In the way of building experiences off of it. So personalization is a huge one. Internally, I can say the investments in data have all been about more intelligence internally, so mm -hmm. we can be more nimble, faster, agile, and that reflects in everything we do, right? Whether it's um, where our, the investments our merchants make to get the right stuff and, and the right amount of stuff for our customers to how we run our warehouses and DCs and how do we optimize that and, and really make them all efficient so that at the end of the day, the real benefit is for our customer, right? The Adorama customer is most important for us. And we leverage all of that technology, all of that data to really just drive the most magical experience possible. Yeah, that, that's so you talked about forecasting and predicting yep. analytics. And all those things. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you even touched upon a little bit the scuba.com. And that's a, and, and that actually sets me up really well for my next question. Thank you for that assist. You know, a lot of consumers might not realize, but Adorama also owns Sunny Sports. You own Leisure Pro. You own scuba.com. How do you see the integration of these channels? And was this originated just for pure revenue or was this uh, integrated 
as an opportunity, like you mentioned, maybe to get closer to the customer, understand your consumer better, and then leverage the backend technology innovation yep. for multiple channels. So the way Anorama got into these businesses is very organic, right? There was growth, uh, our founder, and then the subsequent family that owns this have always been very entrepreneurial and they have been very good at identifying opportunities that arose from them observing their customers who were buying things, right? Scuba, Leisure Pro and Scuba, which are now one, came off of an opportunity because they saw that they were starting to sell a lot of waterproof cameras <laughs> and they kind of snowballed into that. But, but going back to what we are, I think now in the last, at least in the last five years or more, I know that there's been a very conscious effort internally to really bring them all together so that when we make investments in technology, right, they, they, we gain the economies of scale across all these different businesses. Today, Adorama, Scuba.com, and SunnySports.com are all running off the same platform. I mean, we have our own internal e homegrown e-commerce platform, but today it, it went from being a 15-plus-year-old .NET monolith to a modern, you know, microservices architecture running in the cloud today. And it scales and it just it runs all of these experiences and we can make it special and unique by simply tweaking the front end, right? Because now the yep. front end is all React and you can make it anything you want for any device, for any brand. And so these investments, these foundational investments, Adoram has been very good at it and our leadership's been very good at having the long-term view on what we want to do. And, and then when you bring them all together, the, the dream is that we can then meet our customers in their journey wherever they are, right? To us, a content creator and an adventurer are one and the same. Right, somebody who buys a camera from us is going to go out in the world. Right, we know that if he buys a camera with a lens designed for landscape photography, he's not going to sit in his apartment in New York City taking pictures of his dog or her dog. Yeah, they want to go out in the world, and so they'll go camping or hiking or whatever. And so there we are to inform and educate and equip them there. And then the same in reverse. Right, you go out in the world. At some point, you realize your iPhone camera, as great as it might be, may not do justice, or you may have a different perspective and you want to get a drone or something. So those are the things, use cases we've been catering to, and we've been constantly working over these last few years to build that experience across brands and, and you know, tie them together and then back them up with one powerful technology team and platform. Yeah, sounds great. It sounds like you might be launching some service experiential where you can connect the adventurer with the creator that might be coming soon. I don't know, or maybe something else. But, you know, today the Commerce Department just released numbers. And it was interesting because they said last month, the month of September, durable goods is what you mm -hmm. sell, right? We're up 4.7% from the expected 2.0%. So over double. And it, it's interesting because we read in the news is wages are up, costs are up, and, you know, everyone's hurting. But the consumer is still spending. The consumer is still confident. As you look ahead in your role and as Adorama evolves, what do you see on the forefront in the evolution of the electronic camera industry and what strategies are you guys implementing going forward? So I can be transparent and say the space we're in, electronics, or, or, you know, it's, it's been a challenging space in the last year plus because for a while all the stuff about the economy, people being more cautious about their spending, I think the the change that you're talking about, it, I think it's just a natural phase in, in the year. I think Americans tend to spend as we now approach the holidays. So that's what we're seeing historically. This is when it starts picking back up. This is our best time of the year. We actively prepare for it. This is our Super Bowl, right? I, I think my our view is, or my take on it, I'll speak for myself, is I think, you know, consumers are going to spend this holiday season. 
I, I don't know if they'll be the same basket sizes as before, but we will see them come back. And I think the fact that the economy is starting to show some positive signals, with the interest rates not being hiked in the last few times, and you know, this is our first stern background coming yeah. in, I guess. <laughs> I think there's a little bit of a, the mood sort of softening, and, and we'll see. I mean, I, I'm still on the more cautious side. I'm not going to say this is going to be a blowout year and we're going to break all the records. I, I don't know about that. But I think we'll be okay. I think there's growth, there's opportunity, but really it'll come down to how do you make yourself stand out? It's again, not going to be Facebook ads. They're going to make you that money, right? Maybe for some, not for us. I don't know. Uh, but it's really going to be about the things we are doing very well here. Maybe, it's about maybe. community, it's authenticity. It's about being out there and, yeah. and, and, and getting those eyeballs and making people come to us and say, hey, you know what? I want to go here because yeah. they are going to sell me something good. Especially with the average ticket size. I mean, you have a very high average ticket. It's yep. not... Your Amazon $20 ticket, you're yep. at, can we share some of the numbers of what the average ticket size? I can't disclose our thing, but we do well. And yeah. so we are what I would call definitely in the more luxury, luxury. discretionary Absolutely. discretionary spending zone. I mean, we're talking about a few hundred dollars on average. I, I would have probably guessed higher. You know, and Maybe you're not using the Facebook ads, but maybe you do some YouTube ads with the 1.3 million followers you guys have on YouTube. And we do have a great audience. Yeah, that's a strong audience. And a lot of them are the Alpha and Gen Z customer. Can you talk about your partnerships with PayPal and Venmo? And was that to maybe attract and retain and maintain some of the younger customers? Yeah. So, I mean, you bring up payments and payments is something I'm very passionate about because I feel like it's one of those areas ripe for personalization, right? I've, I'm In the last few years, I'm, I'm very big about you got to meet the customer where they are with the kind of payment methods they want or yeah. the options, right? Whether it's financing or paying for or all of those, all of the above, right? Our, our partnership with PayPal has definitely been one that's been very good for us. I mean, PayPal, it's our second largest me payment method after the credit cards, so Visa, MasterCard, and all. But what's interesting is Venmo is, is one of our fastest growing alternative payment methods because it caters to a whole different aud audience, right? And as you said, Gen Z, Gen Alpha, it's, it's their preferred thing. It's their form of banking now, right? And, and we saw that when we implemented. We were one of the first companies a couple of years back to implement Venmo on desktop. Right. And, and we immediately saw it. I mean, I, I remember my own uh, finance team was suddenly was like, what is this Venmo? Why are we suddenly starting to see transactions <laughs> from Venmo? I'm like, yeah, it's a thing. But, but the beauty of those platforms, the fact that their payment, Venmo is a payment platform and you could call, almost call it a quasi social platform. Yeah. Right. It is something that speaks to it. And, and the opportunities to split costs and all those things, they work for when, they, when somebody's trying to buy a high end ticket item from us. Right. And they want to share it with their friends or whatever and split the cost. So those things work. And, and we find that PayPal, the company itself, has also made some really strategic investments with us. So that further motivates us to work with them more. And, and we value them for it. And they continue to come to us for new ideas, new experiences. And we, we, we have a co-development partnership relationship with them. So. No, that's, I, I think that's great. I mean, it's another example of how you're partnering with the customer. You know, and I would love to hear about, particularly within technology and some of the emerging technologies, how you're partnering with the customer, like the NFTs or the metaverse. I mean, some of the more buzzwords of maybe last year, but you guys were kind yeah. of ahead of the curve yeah. over yeah. there too, yeah. right? Yeah. No, I mean, so yes. So two years ago when everybody was going crazy about Web3 and the metaverse and, and NFTs, you know, we saw for what it was. We still believe these these things are all going to be relevant. It's just, are, were they worth the crazy hype and the buzz and the, 
multi-million dollar valuations certain companies were having and all, you know, around those things. Maybe not. But long term, there is going to be a home for blockchain. NFTs are a thing. They're a way of creators being able to monetize their work and, 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 and get a bigger share of the economy, the creator economy. I think Adorama has always been good at identifying those trends and opportunities. And, and our take is simple. We're not off on the bandwagon to monetize and make money off the NFTs. No, we want to be able to be in the market for helping the creators who are our customers, who we love, help, monetize, help them monetize themselves, make themselves bigger, right? Improve their art, upskill themselves. Those, that's our mission. And so when all those things were going up, we built, uh, we did content series. We did an, even a documentary that got nominated around NFTs. It's what we do today. The hottest buzzword, of course, is all things Gen AI, right? And today we are starting to do a series of uh, ex educating creators on how they should think of uh, AI as, as a powerful tool that elevates their art versus something that they should be afraid of. So I know our amazing content team has just put out a new series out there called Through the Lens, and it's all about creators and, and how they're leveraging AI to take their art or their business to the next level because it helps them be and, even better. And where can we watch Through the Lens? So it's on YouTube. You can okay. definitely go to our YouTube channel and it's it's a new series, Through the Lens, and, and it's fantastic. I'm very proud of the work that these guys do and, and I think it's very compelling content. Yeah, you know, it's unbelievable because from you, obviously, you're a creator, but your passion about being authentic with the community, connecting with the creators, being purposeful in all your in your initiatives. So you're not just launching a technology because it's a buzzword like NFT a few years ago or metaverse or blockchain or Gen, yeah. Gen AI today. You're really being purposeful within that. I mean, I, that passion speaks through. I want to talk about that passion. You kind of mentioned it a few times. You talked about documentaries mm -hmm. and then you pivoted to drones. Yeah. So, so take us through that little journey there, Ani. So there's not much of a journey. I went to NYU, and NYU also happens to have the best film school in the world. Tish, yeah, Tish. shout out. Yeah, I think and the best finance school too, Stern. That too. Finance, number yes. one. And I, on the sidelines of being a business school student, I also had a passion for film and media, and so I was into that too, and I had friends who were at Tish, and so I kind of picked it up, right? And yeah. I dabbled in it, started dabbling in it more and more, and at some point, I really wanted to do it. And so I did, and so I ended up with a couple of friends, started a, a content company and we were doing productions and we were getting clients, big clients, even during in the late 90s, early 2000s for companies in Silicon Valley. We were creating content for them in Asia and making documentaries and all. And that was the thing. Did it for a while. What was nice was the skills I learned from there as a producer or as a director came through because those skill sets are exactly what I use in technology too, right? It's, it's being able to have an idea of what the overall product we're trying to deliver, the experience, the, the, the thing we're trying to get to that we know is going to make people feel like, oh, that's awesome. That's magical, right? And that's what we do in technology too. Today, our goal for everything we do is a very mindful, thoughtful approach at leveraging the newest tech, but using it for the right reasons. Not because it's the buzzy, cool thing to do, but because it's actually going to unlock some real value uh, for our customers. So my whole passion from that continued on on the side is that uh, I enjoy, you know, dabbling. I don't do it professionally anymore, but I do enjoy flying my drone and I'm a big enthusiast for drone photography. You know, um, I, I do have a software for drones. I, I do have 15 patents on it from my time at Verizon. So 15 patents. Yeah. Me and my buddies came up with them. So today I'm proud to say there's a lot of use cases out there for deploying cell towers in the sky of when course, yes. the natural disasters 
hit a community a, or something. Or, or so, a country, yeah, as we see. our country. We, we've done some work, but drone photography is my personal passion, and I don't get to do it as much as I would like to. But yeah, it's, it's, it's keeping that creator alive in me. It makes me a better employee to add on because that way I, I, I understand my customer better. That's where I'd put it at. Perfect. And you know, I always like to end these conversations with some rapid fire questions. So I'm going to start with uh, an easy one and maybe one you already answered, but what's your go-to camera when you're on vacation? Frankly, there was a time I used to carry my DSLR, which was a Canon. Um, but now it's, uh, I, my iPhone is my camera, but once in a while, I, I, when I joined the company at around a few years ago, I got one of these Fuji mirrorless cameras with a fixed lens. Mm. I take that. It's compact. It's beautiful. I love the fact that I can simulate any Fuji film in the last 50 years or something. Yeah. Um, but I do keep that on the side because it's nice and compact. Yeah. It's a little more than a point and shoot, but it still lets me be creative when I want to be. But my iPhone is definitely my uh, go-to camera most of the time. Okay. Given you started in the in the docuseries and you were kind of into Tish and making films, who's your favorite cinematographer? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, I mean, it's the it's what age you look at, right? I mean, I have the cliche favorite film, Godfather, Francis Ford Coppola. Of so, course. Right? Then there's the Scorsese stuff that yes. I absolutely love. Um, got a little soft spot for Spike Lee because yeah. he's the yeah. NYU guy. Yeah, of course. Um, what about you your know? Star Wars, Star Trek guys? You're yes, not, you're not giving I am a them, Star huh? Wars guy and a Star Trek guy. We were Seth just and I were a little bit disappointed. We didn't hear any star there. No, I, I, was, an I was a fan of the original George Lucas trilogy, yes. but since then I would say my favorite one out of the Star Wars world was Rogue One, and that one I think is... By far the best new Star Wars movie that's been out there. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I dabble in everything. So you know, I, I watch a lot of content. Yeah, you talked about NYU. You talked about Spike. I'm going to put Tish aside. Now let's go to Stern. Favorite professor or class that you remember at Stern? So I know the class. It was the, that's good it was, enough. It was a strategy class in my last senior year at NYU. Can't remember the teacher's name. I can see his face. I just can't remember his name for some reason. But okay. it was it was. Do, a, do we know what strategy or? It was business strategy. It was okay. about all those wonderful use cases around companies and what you could have done differently or better. And you know what? Those skill sets that I learned kind of helped me through my entire career so far. So kudos to them for teaching me those things. Um, living or dead, what individual you'd like to have a meal with? Ooh, also really hard. Uh, living or dead. Well, there's so many living people I could have a meal with today. You know, I'm going to do it for my daughter. I would love to have a meal with Taylor Swift. There right you now. go. Well, you already took her to the concert. I did take her to the concert. I, I so that, far. Right? So, and then I took her to the concert movie but you, also. You actually might be the, the most hated dad because if you can't bring your daughter to the meal too. No, I'm going to bring her to the oh, meal. Oh, okay. All right. Of course. Fine. That's okay, the whole okay, reason. Okay, okay, Why okay. do you think <laughs> I said that? No. I mean, beyond that, I would say there's so many other folks I would love to have a meal with, um, you know, in business and media and all these things but yeah i'm gonna do it for my daughter I'll, send I'll... travis kelsey a camera maybe he can get that set up for you how sure. about that and then the last question is i know the holiday season's coming up and i've uh, I, I was on the site and there's some scary good deals as i saw like 75 percent off or 70 percent off what's one item that every consumer should check out on your on your site that this is the go-to item that you feel like Ooh. you get on the site this is a thing that should be in everyone's basket that's a hard one uh it's the one thing you should have in our store. I don't know. I mean, it depends, right? What you're into. If you're going, if you're a photographer, let's just put it that way, right? I mean, I would, I would, I would say go 
find a good mirrorless camera because it can really do a lot of stuff for you. Um, but but me personally, I'll speak for mine. I think a good DJI drone, get one of those DJI Mini yeah. 3 drones, it'll unlock the world for you because it's just, it's at a very affordable price point. It's not in the thousands, it's in the hundreds of dollars. Yeah. And and the, the the level of creativity it lets you unlock and, and get you a different perspective on the world, it's just next level. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. So, I mean... Go go get a DJI drone. That's my yeah absolutely. Thing. Uh, I and I I think I mentioned it to you like you know uh, I love to travel and and as I see now more and more signs up at different venues and 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 no drones. They don't mind photography, but they don't mind but they mind drones. So it's I think it is becoming a thing. There are right? you have to respect where yeah. you are. I think yeah. anybody who's a drone photographer or videographer will tell you that there's always safe places to take off and yeah. And go get get those amazing shots or video if you're into it. Um, yeah, I mean, there's 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 a lot of content out there. We actually put a lot of content out there for it as well. Uh, we are one of the largest sellers of drones for both commercial and and consumer uses. So we we invest a lot in that space. Um, Adorama Drones, which is actually part of our Adorama Business Solutions division, yeah. is where we actually work with a lot of folks and companies and for commercial uses and educate them and equip them. But yeah, that's that's what I would say. It, it, Drones are a thing. They are here forever. They're going to continue to be a bigger part of our society, whether it's packages being delivered to us or them acting in disaster zones. So, I, you know, those, those, those signs you talk about, I think, are very short-sighted and limited. I'm sure there was a time there was a sign up there in, in one of those places that you can't bring a camera for, yeah. you know, because they absolutely. thought you'd capture something. You weren't or the flash to. might ruin something. Or the flash yeah, might ruin absolutely. something. But yeah. I think uh, yeah. the right technology, the right skill, and knowing how to use it, you, you can respect the environment space and be, be safe about it and still be able to fly your drone in, in most places and, and get some amazing content. Yeah. Well, Hani, I want to thank you again for your time. This is an amazing space. Again, 42 West 18th Street. You have to come here. If you're in New York, it's a must stop in. If you're planning on being in New York, put it on your list. Hani Faradarama, the CTO and CIO. This was a yeah, pleasure. No, thank Thanks. you. And I like to say, this is a great space to come get your holiday gifts. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. That's rethink.industries slash podcast guest. Follow us on Twitter at Rethink underscore Retail and show some love by subscribing on iTunes podcast app. Until next time.